All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Some Sort of Gaming Podcast. Uh, today's Sunday, December 27th, and this time around, we're going to be doing something a little bit different um, in a couple ways. Number one, uh, of course, is that you get to hear the smooth sounds of Unsheathed P as your host for today. You're welcome, by the way. And uh, <laughs> number two, we're going to be talking about the debacle, as some people would argue, that is 2020, uh, just by doing a little bit of a year-end wrap-up. And talk about how things went for went for us as well as what we'll be looking forward to in the future and just you know how our lives as gamers and content creators went in the past year so um you know to start out we'll start out by talking about uh games first um so much the same as like every year like a lot of games came out this past year and of course being that we're all gamers and content creators we all kind of played a lot of games as well but at the same time those Two circles don't necessarily need to intersect perfectly. We all play a bunch of games, but they're not always just like everything that came out this year. So um, I want to start out by asking, and we'll start out with, actually, let's start with Jay Sharpie. You never hear from Jay Sharpie first. So Jay Sharpie, what were your, let's say, top three games that you played this year? Um, like I said, not necessarily games that came out this year. It doesn't have to be that. Just the games that you enjoyed the most, spoke the most to you, were just your favorites in general. Okay, so, hi everybody. The, uh, the hardest part of this list is there's too many, I don't remember exactly what I did this year because there's a lot, uh, because I was just been sitting here the whole time and then it didn't seem like much has changed on, on a day-to-day -day basis. But let me see. Uh... Well, I'll say this. When Valorant came out, I think I really enjoyed that. Probably, like, uh, one of my top threes. I can't I can't really list, like, which one is, like, my top, my first, second, or third. So I'm just going to list, like, three and see those as equal equals. Um, let's see. Another one I really enjoyed that I played this year is... Tetris Effect, even though I know I played that back in uh, on the PlayStation last year too, but then like I just think I spent a lot a lot of time on that. So there's that. So you're not even talking about Tetris Effect Connected. You're talking oh, about yeah, no, no, the Tetris original Effect one? Connected. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I can't really. I haven't really thought about like my third because. Again, like I didn't, there's just so many games that just came out this, or not just came out, but like came out last last year too that I also played that I can't really think too much of. Well, I guess I'll say this, like VR as a whole, because this is like the first time I really started using VR. Like the last time I used VR, like, like actually put a headset on was like three years ago. So I haven't, uh, and then... I was only doing that for like maybe 10 minutes before like giving another person a try because it was during an event or something. So, um, yeah. well, I know you, you had mentioned in like previous podcasts how much you was in, you were enjoying like Star Wars Squadrons. Like, is it that in particular? Like, were there any other VR games that like you can think of where you're like, they just kind of stand out in your mind? Uh, no, it's because like I, I also tried like Elite Dangerous and like. Beat Saber, um, what was it? Oh yeah, and there's this uh, 
there's another game called Power Beats, which you know, which is like another rhythm like rhythm game. But it's more like a rhythm workout game and until you fall. So like just being very aware of what it seems like that you're actually in a like in that universe is like this huge step up in my feel like my feel especially with the uh, with the oculus um two because there's like no screen door effect or anything like that so it's just, it just emerges you straight into it oh i get what you're saying so you're saying like the immersion finally hit the level where you feel like it's like you basically are pulled into the game essentially yeah pretty like much you can, yeah, yeah like nice. it's, it's not pixelated on with the the new with, with facebook's new oculus 2 or the quest 2 yeah and yeah and then the screen door effect is like almost non-existent on that thing so <laughs> and it's wireless too which is also great Lizardic, you have like the uh the vibe right yeah i do do you feel the same way about like kind of the stuff you played in general for this year for vr um well it's unfortunate that i haven't played that many different vr games i feel like i only got a few vr games still and he did mention one that like i was i would actually say is kind of sets it in a category of its own because it's vr and that's until you fall in that game i have just had so much fun with um the most fun i've had in like any vr game but then again i only have autica beat saber uh synth riders and one other maybe one or two other like games that i've never even played but have vr actually um no man's sky in vr i did try out try that out and that was just more neat than anything else um but it didn't I mean, give... you probably get that same kind of feel from going in vr chat too right like because you do that a lot right um, I've actually done it less, um, but I've been wanting to get back into it. Uh, it main reason being that like, cause I've only, I've had one headphone essentially, and I'd be only, I'd be deaf in one ear essentially. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, like I guess as far as for the VR thing, like this was a, a good step towards VR into pulling yourself into the world and the, like, as far as for like, uh, cause Sharpie real quick, like you notice the screen door thing on a Vive, right? Yeah. And yeah. most, and most headsets and including the index, but so the, the, but so the Quest has almost non-existent. Okay. So like I, it's one of those things of like, I need to put research and actually like look at, um, to really tell the difference of what the screen door effect is. But like already, like as far as for VR stuff with the Vive, like I feel totally immersed and put myself into it and everything it's it's just a lot of fun um i unfortunately would not be able to put half-life alex into any sort of rank of um if i like it or not or whatever because i haven't even touched it yet and now i can now i have my headphones um but uh going back to sharpie your top games like uh just mention one thing about um valorant as far as for like why it's in your top because okay so for the longest time, like Counter Strike has been like this pinnacle of um, tactical shooters, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and then it had uh, like Counter Strike has that certain type of feel to a shooter. Um, I don't know how to explain it, 
but it, like if you say like if, i'm pretty sure a lot a lot of people played call of duty like even non-call of duty fans would have played call of duty yeah um and let's say you play and i'm pretty sure a lot of people have played PUBG because that's and and fortnite all of them have like a certain feel to a shooter right um and what do you call it valorant manages to capture that feel of for a shooter um uh the same type of feel as counter-strike um with abilities and like you know simple simple art where it's not like oh it's not graphically demanding and like a lot of uh, and like it's and you can be able to just be able to pick up and play and not feel like like okay there's a there's something completely new you have to figure out how to play because it feels like counter-strike and i like the feeling of like how counter-strike you know um like the whole um like the diffusal maps in counter-strike mm -hmm. but one thing that this game doesn't do like compared to Counter-Strike is, you know, uh, VIP escort types of maps, which is, I'm okay with because nobody really plays that anyways. So, or I mean, people do, but then like most people play diffusal maps. It's funny that you mentioned that because anytime that I've ever seen Counter-Strike being played, it is either a deathmatch or it's diffuse. There's mm -hmm. like no other game. I thought, and I thought that's all Counter-Strike was. So <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> But yeah, that that is like my biggest thing with Valorant is like it's mostly like having abilities that it's not like it's very spammy where you know kind of like Overwatch where you can just keep spamming the abilities like every like 10 15 seconds. Um mm -hmm. but it's like you have to think about like oh, do I want to buy this buy this ability and then you, you uh and if you do, you, you uh for each purchase it's like one time use type of thing, right? So Right. Um and then uh, also, uh, if there's like one thing to note about Tetris Effect, like what would it be? It seems like with Tetris Effect, it's more like, or, or more specifically connected is being able to like play with other people and have like the ability to um, play uh, cooperatively and competitively and cooperatively cooperatively competitive because there's a mode for that like during the weekends like there's three people that works together to defeat one guy um and that one guy can be a player during the weekends okay do you always try to be the one guy yeah <laughs> yeah i figured <laughs> nice that's not, that sounds about in your personality <laughs> at least for that game specifically mm -hmm. um well speaking of shooters what about uh you miss call of duty queen what, what would about? be your uh if you had to pick your three favorite games you played this year? Oh, uh, it wouldn't I'm surprised it wouldn't be Call of Duty, to be honest with you. Well, actually, real quick before you say that, why would you not put Call of Duty in there? Because it's the same old thing. Mm, okay. So it's not something like they didn't did they didn't do anything that would, you know, maybe say, Wow, this is like the best gaming experience of the year. No. But it it was I, it was enjoyable, you know. Um, one, I'm gonna have to say Cyberpunk as Buggy. Really? Yeah. 
Like, yeah. Okay. No, uh, I, I, I'm just actually surprised to hear about to hear that. But what are, what are you, what about um, Cyberpunk or your other games? Uh, Cyberpunk. I just the world. I just want to live in it, man. <laughs> and that's what games all about. If you can be able to live in that, if you want to live in that world that they created, mm-hmm. and um, for me, that world I wanted to be in. And I was just telling myself, man, I'm not even going to be alive when this shit really happens. So it felt good to like experience that world, you know, the not having meat and all the stores and all the clothes. And you walk down the street at night and you you hear random conversation by some NPCs that's off the wall. But yeah. Well, what about the gameplay itself? Is it more so just because you love the world that you're in, or is it yeah, like I'm tolerating, everything? Yeah, I'm tolerating. But like the gameplay is fine. I mean, the UI is fine. It's just the glitch, the bugs, yeah. the the getting stuck on the road, getting fling over fifty feet. The game has to stall. I have to like really excessively uh, save my space. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, excessively uh, save my spots like in the game because I'm scared that you know something might happen so it's like risky playing that game um but i love my mantis arms i like my cyberware i like hacking cameras i like overheating robots i just like it overheating robot is that like a hacking thing yeah gotcha yeah so i enjoy that as well um Second one is going to be Ghost of Tsushima. It's going to be Ghost of Tsushima. And I'm going to say it to the top. It is very RPG-ish, very linear. But you get your money's worth. I mean, I think I think Ghost of Tsushima was like the $60 that was worth my $60. You know? So, um, I love the story. I love the conflict between Jen and his uncle and what he got to go through and what choices he got to make. And again, it's the world. It's the world. It's the world for me. Um, just being a, just being a samurai, the Japanese aesthetic of the world, which before then I was really on a Japanese kick. So I was like watching everything Japanese, like, the world, the cities, the countryside, everything. So for that period piece to set in Japan, I think if it was set in another location, I probably wouldn't dig it. But uh, for me, the world is is what I really enjoy about it. And um, I ain't gonna hold you. I think I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Room World is my is my last one. I thought you were gonna say Last of Us too. No, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> You're not gonna get me now. I know you. Um, What's wild is that I completely forgot that you played RimWorld a lot this year, just because it was so early in earlier in the year. I had to go back to what I played earlier this year, but no, that, that makes sense for you. I think with RimWorld, I played over 100 hours on RimWorld. Goddamn. And, and like, like I don't know. I couldn't stream it. But at times I would go to Unchieved Discord and just be up late night just playing it. And I 
I was overwhelmed with what I had to do in that game. And I'm like, man, fuck that. I want to, I want to, I want to beat this game. I want to get off this planet. I can be able to do this. So, I mean, the last, I think three hours of the game was the hardest because all the enemies, when you get your ship ready to go, it, it takes time to heat up, you know, heat up and get ready to go. So while that heats up, it sends a signal to everybody on the planet that you leaving and they're going to come for you. So it's like three days of people trying to raid us, people trying to kill us and stuff like that. But some, for odd reason, these random cats, like 20 cats, like in the last day came to the house and then, then the bandits came and killed the cats first and gave us time for all my crewmates to jump in the ships and leave. So the cats sacrificed themselves for us to survive. I <laughs> game always sounds so ridiculous. Right. I bullshit you not. I bullshit you not. It was the cats. It was the cats. I'm like, these cats, it's going to, they're going to die, but they're going to, they're going to die for us for, to live. Go, um, going for broke. Yeah, they 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 was they, <laughs> they was they did it for us. Um, I like this game because this is one of the games I wanted to play when I had a PC. And uh, when I first heard about this game, I didn't have a PC, so I was watching other people play it, and I was so excited for it, and I just. It's the management. It's this take. It's the investments you 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 put in your characters, and you got to make them grow, and you got to get them better. And I, I don't believe. It's been plenty of times I sat here, listen to some R and B, and just listen and play this game. I I just had so much fun with it. So, uh, I would like to play some more, maybe with mods. Uh, but as soon as I beat that game, I knew like a personal achievement of mine was fulfilled. Hey, uh, I do have a question with, um, yeah. as far as for RimWorld and like it being on top and like if this would be comparable to other games, if it seems like to, that with RimWorld that, um, it's because that is a game you could not put down even as, in, as frustrating as it got or how low key it got or whatever. If it was like, say like it could be just any other game. Like it, a game that you just could not put down, would that put be marked as one of your top favorites? Say if it, like it was a fighting game or anything, just a, even if it was a different genre. I'm oh well, I don't know. I I have never played like a game like that before, so it's like I don't know. It depends. It depends on the world. So That's this is like a completely like new experience for, or not completely new, but like it's such a rare experience that like you have a game that you just can't put down. As far as like RimWorld base, like yeah. RimWorld, no, because I have I have Prison Architect, and that's the same thing, and I put that down. Okay. So, and um, I, I just I don't know. I just couldn't get. I guess I, I just couldn't get Jiggy building a prison. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't have no problem like the actual building and maintaining a structured thing, you know, but the actual prison-ish thing of it all didn't really sit right with me. So I said, man, I want to play a game like this, but not like this. So when I saw the person who was playing this game, um, his name is Christopher Odd. Shout outs to you. He played this. And he never played it before, but he tried it out. And I was like, you know what? 
when I get a PC, I'm going to get one of these games. And this is like my first experience at this type of game. Um, but I, I didn't know how, like, how quick I was. On, I didn't know how quick I like played that game. I can do something. It's two hours later. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, what? It's two hours, especially in the beginning of of the Rona season because I was. This is like the beginning, and I, you know, I'm antsy inside it. You know, the initial. Okay, I ain't gotta go to work now. What I'm gonna do? Stay up and play video games. Okay, what I'm gonna play? Oh, here's RimWorld. This long ass game. I would never expect that game would be 109 hours, mm-hmm. but. I just enjoyed it so much, and that's what I enjoyed this year in the games. Three, my three particular favorites. Nice. What about you, Zeldrick? Um, so I I have to start off saying that like this is gonna be a repeat of like oddly familiar to the Game Awards, and it sucks. But I can't I can't ignore these. Um. Like of these three, I didn't know like how we were gonna do it, so I was gonna rank them as like two runner ups and one favorite. But I'll just no, that's great. Of, you can do it. Um, Hades is in is in there. Um, it's funny because like I think I would rather just kind of group these as like my top three games of the year because a lot of these games have this have these um the the things that i really like but they all don't have them together in one game um which would be like a hell of a mess of a game um hades is like such a good game it's really really fun to play i can pick it up however like just as quick as i want and put it down how like whenever i want um even with the I think I did like 25-ish, 26 attempts at escaping hell, and I finally got out the first time. And after that, it um I was like, all right, like let's do it again. Like I really want to like complete another run. Um, but for a roguelike, they just do this so well because anytime that I've ever played a roguelike game, it's always like, okay, try to get to the end, and then you do, and it's just like the game's over, like you're done. Like, you experienced it. Otherwise, like, you know, the other way you experience it is you try out different builds. You try out this, that, or the other thing. But it goes over to the next part of of Hades, which is um, story and dialogue. There's an entire world that you are, um, that is feels alive because of the dialogue and the story that you're playing. And even if you, you beat it the first time, there's a reason why you have to do it again and do it again, and do it again, and, like, keep going, and there's just so much story touching every single bit of the environment, and the, um, the weapons, the characters, uh, everything, even the items that you are getting with some of the, for, uh, your home, for the palace, and for whatever enhancements that you're getting and shit, like, there's all, there's so much to it, and it's so good, and I, can't believe that this game I got it for five dollars off for twenty dollars and I can't believe that it's being sold for twenty five because there's it's so much it feels like so much love and work is put into this. Um Final Fantasy VII remake is my next favorite. And when I was writing this list, I ha- couldn't really put it at the top for one particular reason, and it's only because 
I only enjoyed it as much as I did because I played the original Final Fantasy VII and I know the world and the story and what's going on. And because I liked it, with that context, it's hard to recommend it to just anyone and then be like, here, play this. I especially enjoyed it because I played the original. But I don't know how anybody else who has never played the original liked the remake and how it speaks to them. Um, again, combat is a lot of fun. New Game Plus is a lot of fun. Um, the way that they work the materia and the buffs and stuff is so cool. How you learn your abilities and 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 stuff, it that it's more tied to the character after you you know, gain the experience with the weapon. Um, and I'm so glad that, like, just Final Fantasy VII made a huge comeback. Out of 2020, out of all years, over, tw like, uh, what was it? Um, 23 years later, like, Final Fantasy VII has this huge comeback in the year of 2020. And um, it's very well done. The story is very well framed and the lines and the delivery of everything is done so well. And I think that they just did a remake like so perfectly when you experience the game, the original, um, and in Midgard, the plate falls and you see sort of like this destruction and you kind of have to read in between all of the polygons and the like short lines that they deliver that this is devastating and it's like you can kind of see it and it's more of like looking into very muddy water and being like, yeah, that's a, that that's a dead fish and like whatever. But then like you the scene where the plate falls and they escape, it's like, I got tears in my eyes. Like, that was the, that was devastating how they framed all that. The fact that, like, it's just the way that they were able to make the same scene and then just do it so much harder the next time. It was so great. Um, and the fact that when they say that this is a remake, it's, they, there's a twist on how they're actually retelling the story. And it's not it's only half true of a remake. Um, then you get to like, sort of like difficulty that I ran into or not any difficulty with the game, but like how hard fights can, can get and shit like that. Like even with that, it just feels a lot of fun to overcome things. And, um, and I like that. Then, uh, my, the top of my list for this was ghost of Tsushima. Um, and, Remake was, like, a very hard second because of the reason I described. Um, otherwise, like, it would have been on top. But Ghost of Tsushima just really kicked it in the teeth for me this year. Because, like, it had it all. Um, the combat, I would say, is, like, it's simple enough to then um, get as complicated as you want and to do, like, cool things and, and everything. Um and it's not that it feels like a living, breathing world, but that the world is so beautifully done. And I can't, t I can't remember the last time I felt this relaxed playing a game uh, where I could just be riding around. I can hear the wind, hear the grass, look at the, the flowers, look at everything and just feel so at peace at like doing side objectives, climbing mountains, 
finding fox uh, uh fox trees like all of these things and um the side stories to go with it um are also very beautifully done because like the um every character that you meet that is framed as to be like a, an important character like not that they are like they have a place in the main plot they have their own story in the side quests and they have their own history that to tell you and i adore that um they go deep into it they get really really sad they get funny too like it goes through these ups and downs of waves of like a play and it's um and it's done very well the cinematography has a lot to do with it too and i know that when they were making this game that like they put a lot into the visuals even though that like it's on ps4 and like there are hardware limitations they worked with what they had and they just nailed it a hundred percent um because that photo mode is it is beautiful and i've been able to take tons of screenshots and fuck with the saturation and everything and it's just it it goes to show of what a game company can do with what hardware that they're working with and um the last thing i'll say is the uh is just the story also went through these highs and like main plot like i said with the side stories like that goes through the ups and downs the the main plot of it when if you go from one actually from the start of the game to the finish if you were to go through that entire thing in just one shot it reads off to me like a movie beautifully done and the way that they set the tone for things and the way that um they do these story beats is um they knew what they were working with and um you guys are gonna help me out because i now i'm forgetting the name um what are you trying to think of uh the the japanese director um uh, kurosawa thank you um because he like he was the inspiration for a lot of what they were trying to do with this game in the um and how they wanted to present it and then they added Kurosawa mode right after him. And um, so I, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And uh, also, sorry, the last bit is um, the way that they ended Ghost of Tsushima in the credits, um, the ending, um, while being a little bit open-ended, it kind of also ties the bow to the story too, and I love it. So... Uh, what about you, uh, Unsheathed Productions? With the many games that you played this year, <laughs> what were the three top games? Um, I, that kind of ran into the same issue of there being like a lot of games that I played, and I didn't really remember everything specifically, which is fine. Um, so really, you know, as I tried to mention earlier, like the thing that I kind of leaned on was the idea of when I go back and think about like what gaming I did in the last year, like what's the most, what things stand out the most and like, you know, what games did they come from? And so actually um, what it ended up being was a couple of puzzle games and a fighting game. So uh, the first one, which is like, it's funny because I, I streamed this game on Twitch, but to almost no one watching. <laughs> so clearly it wasn't like the most popular game 
for the viewers but like i just think about how much like this is like free, pretty much like freaking cocaine when i play these games uh the first one is um the da vinci code 2 and the way it kind of translates to like a drug for me is that like if if anybody knows me they know i'm like a fan of puzzle games um yeah, but this particular type of game which is like it more feels like a an escape room than it does kind of like you know a traditional type like you know logic puzzles math puzzles that sort of thing it's more like escape room style i love this sort of style of game so there's like a you know like i was saying like with the whole feeling like a drug thing it's just like there's always a chain of solutions that you can find that like for whatever reason, when I start feeling that chain of solutions coming, like I find this thing and then I find that thing and I know this goes there and then that goes there. It just kind of like snowballs and gives me this sort of this like euphoric effect of like, I'm smart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it, I don't know these, like that kind of thing, the Da Vinci code, the room, all those kind of games, like just kind of really speak to me and really kind of just provide me with this sort of high as I'm like solving puzzles, but at the same time, a freaking crazy low when I can't figure something out. Cause I can literally like sit there and be stuck. I would say at this point, from what I remember the most that I got stuck, probably was like an hour and a half on one single thing that I had to find in order to move the sort of sequence of puzzles forward. Um, but that's like, you know, it could be the most frustrating thing in the world. Just like anger, rage, just like ready to cry, all that kind of stuff. So it's like a really, it's pretty low, low, but it's just, I love the highs of it when like, you know, I start to find things and figure things out. And in that game, they just kind of had like some really, really cool puzzles. Like, um, there was, there's puzzles where like you have to pass through time and figure out what to do in the past and in the future and all kinds of stuff. So it, I don't know, they just got really creative with it and created like a sort of overall experience that like, I don't know. It really, it really kind of spoke to me. And it's the same thing that happened with the first game when I played it a long time ago. Um, but this one in particular, I honestly didn't even know it was like coming out. I didn't even know of its existence until the day before it came out. So it was like also a pleasant surprise when it came out. And then just like, again, got back into the whole, you know, rabbit hole of trying to figure puzzles out and just like sort of the high of when I finally get it. And when I finally find out that like, you know, my mom raised a smart little boy. <laughs> um, so that was the first one. The second one, uh, I would give to There Is No Game, Wrong Dimension, um, which is another puzzle game. Um, but this one in particular was like very different. I would say in the sense that like, number one is very like narrative driven. Like it doesn't, it kind of doesn't seem like it when you first start, but like the whole thing is like this story of a game that basically is trying to get you to not play it because it's like depressed that it lost its girlfriend named Gigi. <laughs> it's like, it's like such a, it's, it's a weird story that they like center all these like super creative puzzles around and uh super funny, like, like it's a hundred percent based around comedy. Like it's supposed to make you laugh um throughout because there's like a narrator who's always kind of like you know making jokes and poking and prodding at you and like um even even like the way that they design the puzzles in the game sometimes it's supposed to make you laugh um because you know each of the puzzles it like each level is kind of centered around a different style of game so there's one that's like uh basically an rpg um there's one that's like uh 
a point and click adventure. Um, so, you know, they kind of take all these, like a couple of these different sort of video game genres and make you play through this sort of mini story in that genre where you're trying to figure out puzzles in each area, but also like in a way, kind of playing the game, how you would play it, like playing like that genre of game, how you would play it. So like point and click adventure, you're clicking on things like the RPG game. You have to actually fight a couple of enemies and stuff like that. So it was just like this really creative way to do a puzzle. Um, where it was also, like I said, comedic, narrative driven, and also like, I think the puzzles in general were kind of like pretty intuitive. Like, I don't think it would be one of those games where you sit there frustrated that you can't figure out what to do. So, you know, it felt very palatable and very doable. So like fantastic game. Like I, I freaking loved it. Like the entire way through, even to the end where they start to kind of branch out into sort of the real world as well. And not just like the video game world. So that like really cool game freaking loved it um and then the one i would give like i would i think i would have to give it like my favorite game of the year probably just because of the amount i played it it's actually the only game that i played not on stream and not for a youtube video and that's uh fantasy strike which um if you don't know it's a fighting game um but realist the i think the shortest way to put it is just kind of like a lot of sort of the mechanics that you've heard about for fighting games, it kind of breaks them down into sort of the simplest form so that like almost anybody can pick it up and play. So there's like, you know, like for example, no crouching, there's just blocked by holding backwards. There's like two special attacks that are like just set to buttons. And then there's like a jump button and there's a regular attack button. So like, there's not really that much to it, but it's still kind of like really captures sort of why people enjoy fighting games in terms of like feeling feeling competent and feeling like you're able to compete with everybody else but also like still having it be fun still having like really big moments or times where like you can fight back from uh from being down and coming back for the win or times where you just like feel like a badass because you just you know destroy your opponent that kind of thing all of it's there but i think it's just kind of like broken down into such a kind of accessible format that like i jumped in and like just had fun for hours without realizing it like there would be times where i'd be on stream and then i'd stop and like and be mad that i lost and i'm like you know what? i'm just gonna play one more and then you know two and a half hours later i realized i'd been playing a game not on stream for two and a half hours which you know i pretty much never do or not for you know any kind of content so i think even just in that sense the game that inspired me to play outside of like creating some kind of content i, I kind of have to give it like my favorite game of the year and plus it's something that i still enjoy playing to this day and still like you know when i just don't have anything to play and i want to jump in something that's pretty much the game i think of every time so um, i think i'd have to give it to that i i think i get it when like it because um us knowing you you whenever you play games it's always on stream or you have it recording but the fact that you yeah. played a, any game at all not on stream for an extended period of time i would figure that that would be your favorite game of the year yeah i mean like it, it, it that's what i'm saying it kind of has to i don't know if there's like i wouldn't even necessarily say for example oh it's the game that i had the most fun with like, cause it's fun, but again, I mean, any everybody knows fighting games. Like, you couldn't you start losing, down, you get annoyed, <laughs> you get pissed off. But yeah, 
Yeah, but still, it's it was just like the one that it was my go-to, I think, for this year. And actually, to correct myself, I did pl- I played two games off of stream, but one of them was accidental. That one was intentional. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so. Along these same lines, like we did, you know, like you said, we played a lot of games this year and but a lot of stuff I would say in the gaming space happened in general, whether that be like, like you said, game announcements, game events, like just, you know, news, things in the news. We talk about the news all the time on this podcast. So, I mean, what about you, Zeldrick? Like, what do you think is probably we'll say like your favorite moment that happened in gaming this year? Um, the problem I had was... Or even most memorable, not even favorite. Well, the thing is, is that the most... As far as for, like, this, I can't really think of, like, what was my most memorable or favorite thing when it came to, like, events or news or whatever. I just have, like, my personal, like, favorite or most memorable, like, gaming moment. Well, Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anything in gaming, not necessarily... It doesn't have to be news or events. I'm just saying a lot of stuff happened this year, but... Anything in gaming that really was really stuck with you. So my most memorable uh, gaming moment was actually in Final Fantasy VII Remake. And that was when I beat Pride and Joy for the Platinum Trophy. And, well, I beat that and then beat it on a hard mode to be able to get the Platinum. But it was more that I beat Pride and Joy. And there's videos out there of, like, how to beat the this trial and like do all this stuff or whatever and it was like i was hitting a point where i was i was doing it on my own trying to like figure out like what the gimmick was for everything and that like when i play these rpgs like i always think of what's the gimmick what's the thing that you have to exploit to be able to like get by and play to your strengths and stuff like that um but uh, I just could not beat, not necessarily Pride and Joy, but it was Bahamut before Pride and Joy. And um, when uh, you fight Bahamut, you get to half halfway and then Ifrit shows up and you have to fight both at the same time. And when I was trying to figure out all this, I was like, I just don't see where you can actually beat it with like your standard uh, stuff that how you've been playing it the entire time. And so when I researched this, it was this gimmick that you, well, uh, the most, the most quoted and most um, like said thing of how to really beat Bahamut. And so when I looked this up and I, and I did it, that in itself was a challenge because you end up having to play this fight in a way that you're is so counterintuitive to how you play it and even when you try to do that it's still really tough um and i think part of it was also that i didn't have the type of setup that um i could actually get in the videos that were being described and so when i finally did it in like th- granted or to uh, to put it in context like I remember spending like five hours, not straight, but like just five hours or plus in total trying to beat this one thing. And I finally did. And it was just such a triumphant feeling for me. And then as soon as I got to the the Pride and Joy fight, 
I looked it up and I saw that, oh my God, like this part is like the easiest thing. And as soon as like I, like I knew, like did the one thing, it was like the fight was over. And, um, I mean, I didn't want to lead into that. Like that was frustrating because it was, because it wasn't, it's just, it was so, I felt so proud of myself that I was able to actually do it and how precise that I had to be into taking this fight. Um, so that was that was my personal highlight in gaming this year. Okay, what about you, Lady Infamous? Um, I wouldn't. The best moment for me in gaming this year was not necessarily an actual game. I will actually say, like an actual feeling. Um, most of us were stuck at home, you know, and. I think the most, the best moment for me is just multiplayer, multiplayer games, playing with other people. Um, it among us, fall guys, call of duty, uno, anything that involved other people. Um, that's what's the best moment for me because I think for me, I just think with a single player game, you just worried about the game. You're worrying about the story. Like, just you and the you in the game. Um, I think with multiplayer games, it's especially when you're playing with the right people. I'm I'm not saying like playing with randoms or anything. Just playing with your friends, your online friends. Uh, it feels uh it feels good because everybody's stuck at home, and I'm like, I'm literally suffocating in my house. So every once in a while the Call of Duty squad will link up or the Warzone squad is going to link up or the Mario Kart squad is going to link up. So, and then you just forget about, you know, what's going on outside and just focusing on a game and try to have conversations with the people that you're playing with. So, for me, that's that's my favorite moment in gaming this year. So, do you think, like, playing multiplayer had more meaning for you this year like was it definitely yeah i'm sure you did a bunch of multiplayer gaming in 2019 as well like do you think like the fact the circumstances of like what was going on in the world kind of made it more important to you or more meaningful to you i guess yes Hmm. because it's not like okay um it's not okay i got things to do and we'll have a certain time and day to you know link up and play video games like for example call of duty or um, mostly Call of Duty, but you know, um, but now everybody had extra time to play, even if even if they wanted to or not, because some of my friends they're in the same situation with me with my job, and then I have friends who work from home, so they got they got more time. They so they're quick to be like, okay, I'm off work. Let me change the TV and I'm gonna turn off the monitor and turn off the TV. You know, so it was meaningful for me. It was meaningful for me. So, cause I know some people felt the same way as I did. They needed to get a few hours away from what's going on with their personal lives as well. And -hmm. just play a game. Cause it's, it's been crazy. It's been rough and some rough, some more than others. So I know, I don't know how people going to be inside all this year and then play no video games. I'm like, what you doing? What you doing? Because it couldn't have been me. Yeah, so the multiplayer experience for me is, like, the best this year because it was more. Was that the same for, like, you guys, Zeldrick and Sharpie? 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say myself. Oh, it is the same. Okay. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so I actually have two, right? Well, uh, mostly it's that, um, the multiplayer aspect. The reason why is because, like, you know, I lost I lost my job, like, more than a year ago, and I, I've just been trying to figure out what I should be doing next um, for a better part of that uh, early times, and then, like, and then, you know, COVID hit, and then I was just like, okay, well, uh, I, I, I won't be able to find work at all anyway, so... Um, so I started seriously thinking about like, um, get getting into more uh, deeper into content, but at the same time, like all my friends were uh like were losing work too, or like they they're ju they're just at home um wor working, and the funny thing is that like as everybody knows, like not everybody needs to be working all the time, so like you know it's like during even during the day people are like playing playing games too. And they're like, and the fact that they don't need to be working eight hours a day. So it's just like, you know, they, they either get off work early and they're like, yeah, let's, let's, let's go play something instead of having to commute back from work and all that too. So there's all that. And then like, it's the fact that like that I was able to play with them, um, for much longer than I was, um, expecting this year. And, uh, what was great is that like we have a lot of different games you know it, what the, the the fortunate thing about having multi uh, like all different all these multiplayer games is that there's you know um there's a lot to choose from the the pro the problem with the, all these multiplayer games is that not everybody has them so like you know trying to find people trying to find uh, you know l luckily like my the 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 groups of friends that i have is like you know there's a lot. There's a lot of people, it, uh, especially in this one group of friends I'm with, and it's not like everybody wants to get a p particular game and all that. So it's just like you know, we there there will be at least you know, if it's a five player game, there will be at least seven people that want to get this, uh, get that game, and um, if it's like a three player, uh, three or four player game, you know, there's at least you know that plus two that that ha that wants to get that game so there there's that there's that aspect too the 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 hardest part for me when it came to playing uh playing with them was finding the right time because again not um all all these people they're they're still they were still working and because they were working from home like some some of them had expectations that they, they don't work like they don't have to be working during the day, but expected to work later on too. Um, past you know past the past the normal fi uh, five o'clock. So that that was like the hard part. But yeah, yeah, multiplayer. I think that's I think that really geared up a lot of people to get back into gaming, which became like an unfortunate thing too, but which we can probably talk about later. Um that came out, you know, this past couple of months. But there's that. And number two is this is my introduction to VTubers. And it is it's funny because like <laughs> I, I oh, wasn't so me, right. Yeah, <laughs> well, you must be Zelda, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like you know the yeah. Well, anyways, like not only the fact that they were um, well, I mean the the fact that it's like the amount of 
work. Well, I wouldn't say work, but it's more like the the production that goes through that is just I'm just so flabbergasted mm-hmm. on how like I, I'm just sneaking about like the production value and like the the um, the type of entertainment that these people, especially the Hollow Live and um, Yuji Sanji people, um, put in like the um, the performance that they do, right? Especially like these Hollow Live members, like some of them, they 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 put on the performance for like four to uh, sometimes they go from two to ten hours, right? And they maintain their voice, their their um character likeness and all that. And I'm just surprised on how, how, how they can maintain that for such a long time. Because the funny thing is that you might not, a lot of people might not know this, but like the way that they talk is not like normal Japanese. So it's just like, uh, I was just, it's just so like, there's this one, uh, one, um, member that just spoke, uh, that that's like this rabbit, right? Um, she, she speaks, she, uh, like, her name is Pekora, right? But then, like, she uses the word Pekko, like, she actually says says that out loud in the middle of her sentence, right? It makes it's sense. Kind of like a Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, well, kind of, right, right? Like, like she'll say something like, Kono Pekko desho, right? And stuff like that, right? So, um, it, it was just, and then the fact that she can, like, make up words and phrases, like, to make it fit with her grammar um and be able to maintain that throughout her entire stream and and be able to keep up with the voice that she has too because i don't think anybody in japan would talk like them <laughs> um so there, there's there's all like there's so much that i like put a lot of respect to these um these performers and not only that, like, you know, the artists and all that, they're they're crazy too. And then like it I, I just don't know what else to say about that because it's it, like I'm just so mind blown about their production value. And I actually recently saw some Code Miko stuff where they break down how she does like what she does and it's yeah, there's the amount of stuff that they do is insane. Like just the, oh yeah, she's another one too. Like she, yeah. she, she, like she bought like a thirteen thousand dollars suit. Yeah, yeah, the suit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then now she's about to spend another three thousand for her fingers. Yeah, yeah, and it was like you know they have things like, you know, at least for her specifically, she'll you can see her character in her videos, and then she can transition to one where you're looking over her character's shoulder at a screen in the scene that she created. Mm-hmm. with the person she's talking to like their video on that screen like it, it's super immersive how like how much they do to make sure that like it feels like that person is actually a real character in some world it's yeah. crazy yeah the, the the problem with code miko is that we we know who she is outside of that character oh yeah she showed right? herself before yeah well yeah she does that almost all the time like yeah, with the VTube, yeah. uh, like the other VTubers, like the Hollow Live and Nichi Sanji um, people, that we don't know who they are, so we assume that that's uh, like you know we just take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> They're probably all a bunch of overweight Japanese dudes. 
Probably. Probably. <laughs> Just doing the voices. No, no, well, no, because like I was watching, um, you know, uh, one of them yesterday, or was it this morning or yesterday? Um, that that, uh, sh she had her like she was talking to her mom, uh, saying like, "Hey, you want to uh, come here and then have a drink? Or we're gonna have like an end of year stream and stuff like that." And then like they they both had like a, a um, uh, like a drink. Oh, I was just joking. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they're like not dudes, but you know, it is interesting. It's an interesting phenomena that you kind of really don't know who they are in a lot of cases. Yeah. I mean, that that's pretty normal in Japan. Like some some celebrities, they wear a mask so to hide their identity. So like when they're performing on stage, they have a mask on. Gotcha. Cool. What about I, you? I would agree with that. That's that's it's a great new or I guess I don't know how new it is really. I know I'm just recently hearing about it, but it's a really interesting new phenomenon in gaming that I think seems to have at least gained a bunch of momentum in 2020. Like is this is this a relatively new popular phenomenon? I've heard about things like Hatsune Miku and stuff like that, but not necessarily in the United States. The Oh yeah, they're yeah, she had a live performing. Hudson and Miku had a live performance in uh, in L.A. Um, yeah, yeah. But more like American VTubers or like just VTubers outside of Japan. Yeah. Yeah, I think what's great about VTubers is that because they're going through an agency, they, um, like, you know, a lot of Japanese company, uh, video game companies, they have like this huge restriction to like streaming and YouTube YouTube performance. So they they um so one time Hollow Live got in trouble so they they uh, with like these Japanese companies so like now they have to go through like all these uh all the 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 members have to go through like a a process to um acknowledge that that's what they're going to be playing that day and then like what's great I think is that most companies outside of Japan don't uh, rather have you play the game instead of restricting you from playing the game to show to show the world and that and so like it, that way it exposes a lot of Japanese players to like games outside of Japan because so like the, Japan has been in this bubble for so long that they don't know too much about like games outside of Japan. Hmm. Okay. So that like uh. Wait, so you said VTubers and then just multiplayer gaming was where I think your two kind of favorite things in gaming in 2020? Mm-hmm. Nice. I kind of, like I said, I kind of agree with the VTubers thing as a cool, interesting new phenomena, new for me anyway. Um, but I, would, I would say for me personally, it's kind of along the same lines of what you guys are saying, but like slightly different because it's, I think it's very specific to me. Um is I think that like my favorite thing gaming wise in 2020 was the fact that like, unfortunately we needed like a pandemic to get into the situation we did, but like the pandemic specifically allowed me to kind of like focus more on content creation. That's kind of been my favorite thing. It's actually kind of been like the majority of what my personal time has been in the last year. It's just like, because of what I do for work, um, at my job when we were kind of restricted to work from home there wasn't like a ton for me to do other than like the occasional meetings and like 
every once in a while there'd be something that I could work on from home, but most of what I typically do is in person. So, uh, you know, working from home, thankfully, you know, my job kept on paying me, but almost in a lot of ways paid me to do very little. So like it kind of allowed me to focus quite a bit more on like putting content out there, like streaming more, putting more YouTube content out there, stuff like that. And so it just kind of like, I think it kind of gave me a nice little recharge in terms of like being excited about like creating content again, because it's kind of hard to sort of find that drive. I think when you have the full-time job, because in itself, I think the content creation, at least for me personally, is its own full-time job. So if I'm like working, you know, my normal job and then I'll come home and I try to create more content, then it's kind of like, it, it just made it challenging for me to like sort of still be excited to keep that keep the momentum going um once i actually got off of work so it was just nice to have like for me personally again it was unfortunate that we had to have that um it was unfortunately that we had to have a pandemic in order to get me to this position but it did work out in a positive way for me in the sense that i just got to it gave me a little bit more focus on gaming and content creation um but uh, no real i don't think there was any real like big events not big events, but big moments for me specifically that I was like, Ooh, this is like exciting and great or whatever like that. But I will say, I do think there was very much ones that made me like frustrated or upset. There were definitely negative ones, <laughs> um, which, you know, is our next thing. Um, what about like any really, any bad moments, any negative moments, any moments that like you thought were kind of like low lights for 2020 in gaming? Um, what do you guys think? Like, was there anything that kind of like, you know, was was kind of like a, a pretty negative tick on this year other than the obvious, I would say. Um, I mean, we can all say the pandemic and stuff like that, but maybe more so like either gaming or yourself personally or something like that. Um, I guess this time we could start with Lady Infamous. Um, hmm. A low point for me is I feel like video game companies were a little lazy on trying to entice people on their product or being lazy enough to how they present products for us, you know. Um, the Last of Us. Well, do you have an example yes, like a like yeah. The Last of Us Two? Uh, they shouldn't have never got leaked. Uh, those main key points in the game shouldn't have been leaked a month before it got released. They that naughty dog should have been tightening up their security um i feel that cyberpunk was overhyped and it bit off more it could chew knowing that the problems that they have with that game and what they promised to consumers so i feel like oh oh yes it's the pandemic and people's working from home and i don't want to put as much effort into certain products and certain projects um that i'm doing for for my job because i guess i i just i just feel like even since we didn't have any conventions and we can't go nowhere i felt like they should have put a little bit more effort effort on presenting stuff to us um that's how i feel i mean did you feel like there weren't enough you know, I know there were there were a lot of like kind of online award shows and stuff like that. Did you feel like there wasn't enough of that? Not award shows, sorry, online kind of events. <clears throat> um, 
not enough. Because I assume enough. that would be where they would do their yeah, but not, well, they would do their informational stuff. Yeah, but I had time to like watch damn near everything like online, like really damn near everything online. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, I, I not not be able for someone who's used to going to conventions every year and getting my news that way of games. It's different when it's just a a complete turnaround of what it was the last three years of me absorbing content like new shit that's coming out. I would I would preferably go to the conventions, watch what I see, play what I play, and then go home and watch the trailers and the behind the scenes and stuff like that. And for me, it was like okay, like it's not like I can't go hang out with my friends after, or I can't, you know really do much as sit and look at the screen and watch the chat chat be chat when it comes to live live events because you know you know how chat be sometimes um but that's just a me problem personally um i just think i I don't know that's just me I, i hope i answered your question well i mean just out of curiosity what do you think they could have done to sort of rectify that in terms of like making you feel less like they, you know, they weren't giving you enough information. Um, as far with, as far as my examples, um, with cyberpunk case, they should have, they should have delayed the game. Um, they should have not said it was going to be good enough for the last gen consoles, but instead they kept their mouth closed and didn't say anything with the, with naughty dog. It's like, they should have had better. This game was like anticipated. One of the most anticipated games out here in these streets, and you let your major plot points get leaked. Um, Marvel's Avenger. Uh, Anthem. Well, I wouldn't say Anthem. That was last year. Anthem. Well, Anthem said they're gonna do some shit with the game, and they didn't even do none with the game. So <laughs> they had a timeline on that with Anthem too. Yeah, but I know I, I had a I had a homegirl play like. Two two weeks, three weeks ago, and it wasn't even popping. She said, "Ain't right. nothing to do here. Ain't nothing to do here." So it's well. a lot of like, "Oh, I got this. I got this full plate of games, but you know, I'm gonna take a None couple of the side. <laughs> but I'm gonna take a little bit off the side. Or I'm gonna take a little bit of your appetizer. Or I'm gonna take a little bit of the dessert. No, you don't get a cocktail. We just gonna give you, you know, incomplete shit. And then, but you expect consumers to pay money for them. And I'm like. I'll take a bad game, but a broken game, I'll be upset. <laughs> you I'll ask ca- for a medium rare steak and it's still raw. Actually, I like my steak medium. I don't like it medium rare. I like it medium. I like it medium. Well, whatever <laughs> your your cooking choice for your steak, <laughs> it, like the point still stands. I like if there's <laughs> extra blood on my steak or my steak too or my steak too well done, I'm gonna have a problem because I still gotta pay for that sixty dollars steak, right? Seven dollars exactly. steak, right? I yeah, can't makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. That's not. I hope that answers. We know you hungry. <laughs> I, no, I'm not a little bit. But anyway, that's not here or there. Hungry and thirsty. <sighs> yeah. Right, what about you, yes. Zavik? What about what, what was a what was a low light or anything kind of noteworthy that you think was sort of a a scar on the game gaming industry or gaming in general? Um. So, uh, I could go with uh cyberpunk but my overall like sort of mood with it i guess it just sort of hangs there because like yeah it 
it needed more time in the oven need not even just like oh needs more polishing up sort of thing is not that's not what i mean like it it's not done so it needs more time and because of cd project's past reputation with their previous games like the first iteration um uh um the um it, like it's it just goes to show like i mean it, there it's gonna be fixed with patches later on and like I, yeah so more like cyberpunk just kind of fell flat and i'm just kind of waiting for the updates that's really what it is the so my um my uh down uh my negativity on this was actually the scarcity of new consoles like i i i would say consoles but i pretty sure that a lot of people like were able to get their xbox series x like from the get-go um but ps5s um they were people are still trying to get them to this day um and the great rtx theft of september 2020 um and all the scalpers uh and um like I can I can sympathize with people that are not able to get their consoles when they when it releases even like within the first month like it, like it, they're out of stock still and shit like that, um, and it's even worse with the graphics cards because like they're all gone and even if say like you know it, it, they say that um, that demand was unprecedented this year which is a boldface lie because every single time a series comes out it's there's more demand for the next the next series um or every other uh um generation of graphics cards um but anyways uh like since september i was trying to get a 3080 and i didn't get one until a couple weeks ago and i had to i i mean i'll lay it out flat i paid a hundred dollar markup for this i got pretty much even on MSRP, the most expensive one, and I made it a point to be able to get uh, get this at any means necessary, but not any means necessary, not pay scalpers. Um, and it was a lot of my times being spent sitting there waiting for the drops that are supposed to happen at specific times, waking up at specific hours to be able to see, is there going to be more stock? No, there isn't. Okay, go back to bed, get a few more hours of sleep, get on with my day, and then go back home to at specific times and hopefully that there's another drop. And if there is one, be there, start clicking that add to cart button and then fail again and again and again. And just, it was, this was like the lowest I've ever felt with like video games and just in general. Um, and like i guess it's just as a consumer and it seems it might seem like a little bit um petty to some because like there's still like a lot of great games out there but i guess it adds a little bit more insult to injury when um i wanted to get this card for cyberpunk 2077 and it comes out as a buggy mess and then even then like it just kind of falls flat for me um but after I got it, like the game was running a lot better, more smoother, better looking, just everything about it. Like it just, it felt so much better and I was able to start streaming it. Um, and it's actually the reason why I 
didn't stop, uh, didn't uh, start streaming it after the first day because it ran like shit. Um, so it, I guess it, j the the hardware scarcity um, combined with the falling flat of Cyberpunk that was that that would be the lowest and the lowest um, point in gaming for this year of 2020. What about you, Sharpie? What do you think? My my biggest uh, downfall, I think, was for this year is Twitch. I think Twitch has made a constant downfall of what, what was going on. You know, the whole like allegation incident that happened this year, and like the whole DMCA incident. Like it, it was just kept it just kept rolling over and over and over to the point where I was just like. Man, I'm just starting to lose more and more trust in you. And then the way how Emmett Shear just uh, presented, like, like how great Twitch has been this year when it hasn't been. Um, and I, I was just like, you know, I'm starting to lose uh, my trust in this. Uh, if anything, like, if 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 anything about this company that I want to see happen is to Emmett Shear to step down. <laughs> um, and have somebody else like take over his position um because it, it's just like you know it, it's more like uh for me as a user trust and I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people that i know um feel the same way is, about twitch is like their lack of transparency and all that it, it just and to the point where i'm like really thinking about just you know getting rid of my um affiliate status and just start multi-streaming and just go out everywhere else yeah twitch had a pretty bad year admittedly like it, it to me even like the stuff that happened the, at the end of the year with like the dmca strikes and all that stuff it actually had made me completely forget how like terrible of a year they had at the beginning with like you know, people having accusations of abuse of like power and all that kind of stuff for like really big streamers and really big names out there. They, they had a pretty shitty year. Yeah. I, I was actually going to like, that was going to be one of mine too. Like it was honestly going to be like that, or it was going to be what Zeldrick said, which was like the scarcity of sort of gaming consoles. Um, but I guess in order to just to kind of like narrow it down for me, I'd say probably I would add in that like, it honestly wasn't even like, um, it was for me, it wasn't even like the scarcity of the consoles. It was really, you know, because sometimes products have scarcity, whatever. We're in a weird time. We have like the pandemic. So people aren't like able to necessarily produce as many units as they would normally. But it's like, it was to see the scalpers. That was like the low light. And, and, and I wouldn't even necessarily consider that they're part of like the gaming community. Cause I don't know. They might just be people trying to, uh, trying to just like sort of make a, quick buck or whatever but it was like if i couldn't get a playstation that's fine if i couldn't get a xbox that's fine if i can't get a gpu that's fine i'll wait like a month and or something like that but it was like to you know see that the playstations all run out and then go like see on twitter that somebody's like i got like 17 playstations dm me if you want to buy one that that was the part i think was like the low light where you kind of started seeing that like maybe people started recognizing that gaming was big enough where you could try to basically scam people out of money. Um, and again, I don't I don't know who the people are specifically to say that they're part of like the gaming industry, or if they're just people who want to make money, but that was like a low light because it caused the same frustration as Zeldrick and, 
probably I guess Sharpie too because you were trying to get a GPU as well. Like I think you got not lucky, but you were able to get your. I know Lady Infamous was able to get her Series X. But it, um, it was it was it wasn't easy though. It wasn't easy. Sure, sure. I guess that's what I'm saying is that like I don't mind a little bit of struggle because of like demand, but to me the problem like more so than like lack of demand. Well, sorry, lack of supply was those people who were taking advantage of lack of supply to, to you know the people who had like a whole bunch of them and you know fuck your feelings. I would go on offer fuck up and they say uh, nine hundred yeah exactly <laughs> nine hundred uh twenty five for the uh digital and a thousand for the disc I was like yeah, yeah so I went on like offer up and saw people who had it said like PS five for sale like the digital edition for like thirteen hundred dollars and it would say sold and I'm like that's that's to me is really like it, it grinds that's your like gears. a low it grinds your, yeah. grind your gears huh. Yeah, because, you know, it's $400. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they made that much money is insane. But, right. And but on top of that, yeah, the Twitch thing as well, because, like, I've always been pretty gung-ho about, like, trying to, you know, make partner and trying to make something from Twitch and just to see kind of, like, how it seems to be sort of, you know, sliding down the hill, not even slowly, but relatively rapidly, like, with all these sort of, like, all these just marks, these red check marks against them or red X marks against them for like stuff that probably could have been avoided if people were kind of on point and paying attention to the fact that like, you know, the people, they have all these people whose livelihoods are dependent on them, people whose security is dependent on them. Like there's all kinds of things that like, you know, they could have probably done to sort of make sure that Twitch was in a better situation than it is now with respect to the streamer. So I agree with you guys. Like, it's just kind of overall. I think those two had to be like the biggest low lights for me. Um, with that being said, I mean, getting off the negative track. Um, I started off. I started off by saying that 2020 was kind of a debacle, and I think that's sort of like the general consensus about this year. But I mean, that's not necessarily. That's just an opinion. It's not necessarily a fact. So. I mean, from you guys' perspective, um, what did you think of your year 2020? Like, was it good? Was it bad? Like, do you feel like it was actually the negative that, like, you know, the the world at large seems to think it was? Like, what do you guys think? Um, what about you, Zeldrick? Uh, my highlights of 2020, I guess um, it, the negativity of um, from last question is a little bit in part of... Um, this one too, the fact that I was able to get my graphics card before the year was over. Um, and, um, the, uh, I was, I just felt so positive and just this sigh of relief after I got it. Like I went through, I think we talked about this on, um, on a different podcast about buyer's remorse and stuff. Um, or maybe it was, uh, off stream, but, uh, I bought it and then I, I was starting to think like, man, did I actually really, did I get a good one? Like, I don't know. And I was asking, um, the Twitch chat that fucking, that linked it. And, um, and then, uh, because they were like, yeah, it's good, but it's not like, you know, market resale price, like good. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't know about this. And then getting the out of stock email and then getting my card take or my the the charge on my card and then not knowing like where the card is if i actually got it if my money is in limbo for a week and i didn't get it or whatever all that stuff um 
but like the fact that I was still able to get one this year when I've been hearing that a majority of the stock, like a, a huge surge is supposed to be next year in like April or some shit like that, or March or whatever, I don't know. So that's like one positive. Actually, I have, I have three. Um, in relation to that, um, I was able to finish my friend's um, uh, computer because of that. Like I had put to, I bought her, um, actually I, she's using all of my previous parts right now. Um, that I was that I was using for my gaming setup, my streaming setup, and everything. Um, and the last bit was to give her my graphics card, my 1080 Ti, and put it in hers. And the fact that I was able to get this this one, this this 3080, and then give her my 1080 Ti um, was su just such a huge highlight because this is technically the first gaming computer she's ever had. Um, she's, she's usually plays games on PC and, or she used to be like always on, like on an Xbox. Um, and the last PC that was built for her, um, the guy that was, uh, that built it for her fucked up entirely on the parts and it didn't work. Um, and so that was just a huge money drain. And so the fact that like I was able to give her an actual gaming computer going from, cause she, she's been playing my time in Porsche and when she's sending me like the videos of, um, man, like I have to look down at the ground and run to be able to get like full frames or like 30 or whatever. But if I look out forward, it's like 10 frames and it's really, really slow. And then I put in the graphics card, we boot it up and she's like, whoa, there's grass, there's trees out there. Oh, it looks so cool. And I'm like, yep, there it is. There's that 60 frames, that beautiful gaming right there. And the fact that like I got to see this huge 180 of, man, these games are running like shit, but I know why, to this is a fantastic gaming experience was like, it was so good. It felt so good to me to be able to give her that. Um, and I was, I'm just so happy. The, um, so, uh, and then one thing about, um, uh the other highlight would be that um my my college courses um or which is somewhat of a like a down part of it too that's a sort of a negativity um because like the um as i guess just more of an overall how my year was like it, there was just overall stress of like me making ends meet while doing classes and then trying to stream like this year was like the worst and um like it was a lot of this year was based around did i get all my coursework done because since it was it was all online and i had to learn everything by a book all by myself it turned into yeah that was that um it turned into that's like my entire week based around did i finish everything okay now I can make as much money as I want and I can play games whenever I want and stuff like I can stream. I can take the time out to actually do that because streaming to me is more of a um, a relaxing sort of thing, like a fun uh, thing um, while doing some sort of content creation with it. Um, and um, while we, I did have fires and some of the, uh, uh, I did have to withdraw from one of my classes. Crap, I forgot about that, dude. Yeah, that <laughs> was like another twice, thing right? about my year is that I had to leave. I had to essentially run away from a fire with everything in my car 
everything that I could fit in my car anyways. I put all my computer shit in my car. Um, I took Allie, my ball python, with me and brought it over to my friend's place. We stayed there for a few days and um, and that fucked up all of my, my coursework for one class. And so since with that was focusing on calculus the entire time and uh, surprisingly enough I passed my calculus um, class with a C um, which also gives me huge worries about going further in math because (laughs) fucking the way I had to learn was from YouTube and not actually from a teacher so um, and also kind of like toying with the online system of like the homework going through like here's how to do the same exact problem with different numbers and then once i actually learned how to do the problem that way then i did the actual problem with the correct numbers and i would for the most part get it right so and and in the grand scheme of things to me that's not actually learning so i pretty much fudged this calculus course and it sucks (laughs) um i guess that's a uh that is a um sort of a uh uh secret i have been kind of uh keeping away but i mean i gotta play it how i see it and i gotta you know pass these courses hopefully i can get better and have a better teacher this next semester um so so you probably you've had a pretty significant roller coaster then it sounds like it's been yeah it's (laughs) been a lot of yeah. yeah it's been a lot of ups and downs and i like i was like i said it's a combination of work well, finding work and then working and then doing uh, DoorDash to make ends meet. Um, and then hitting the winter season where my work is it has extremely less orders. And now only one other person is working there besides the owner, um, which is actually my friend who's doing um, most of the work now. Um, and they don't need any extra help. So I, I got to... I gotta play it how I see it. I gotta, I gotta make the dollar bills. I gotta make the racks. So, um, <laughs> fucking, he ain't lying. He ain't lying. But uh, that being sort of an up, sort of a down, and then the fires being a down, classes being a down, but I'm making it out on top still. And then with how I how this uh, year played out as far as for me and streaming and stuff, I did have a low point with like me and streaming and thinking that like, you know, uh, getting self-conscious about it a lot. And then um, just I think in the end of it all, like I'm finding more of a positive with it with a couple of these teams that I've joined up with, um, which I'll say is a uh, team underdog and wild abandon. Um I met some cool people there, uh, actually some people that I've already been um, friends with and streaming with, um, and uh, just making new connections, new people, and it turned out to be somewhat better for um, me and streaming. I've seen um, some ups and downs, some resurgence, some more uh, watching and stuff like that, so um, more talking, and, um, and it's just... I, I mean, as far as for like other people see it as like more of like a business and or a popularity thing or something like that. Like I, I it came back to me as that like, man, like this is fun. Like it, it's fun again. And I guess it it's one thing to say that like it's fun. It's more fun with more people. But, um, you know, uh, 
for me to realize that like don't get so hard on myself um and just keep talking keep trying to have fun and that's that's pretty much the end of it nice what about you sharpie what do you think how's how's 2020 for you uh to me it was more like a lot of i would say anxiety and um mainly because it's like you know it, it's kind of hard to assess what's going on in the world especially like you know the whole virus is happening and then it's just like oh and i have to be very i also live with elders too so like i have to be very wary uh for them too and so like not being able to go outside just just for them kind of uh it is what make made it even harder because you know like you know i, f I feel like human needs some uh, some sort of sunlight to actually get some sort of energy right um and also like you know the like a lot of things happened this year too like you know the whole um uh, like the protest happened like pretty much around the world and uh, well mostly around the world and you know like twitch ha you know what i talked about twitch um this past few um this the the, the last thing i talked about you know it happened uh, you know two two completely different things it, it's like all the all this while all this was ha like you know the while the virus was happening and i was just like my god like i was i was getting really really stressed and i was like like in the middle of the year i was like losing hope for like america in general all right and then um and then um but but the good thing is i'll say that i the the best uh i'll say shout outs to this discord for being being uh for existing during during this pandemic to keep us all sane in some some cases and yeah well i will say that the another good thing is like because being unemployed while staying at home it allowed me to think a lot more about like like if if, if i was going to make content like it like at first i was just making game uh, like you know gaming uh like gaming montage types of youtube videos and then like you know the more i did it and then i might i started to think about it more and more to the point where i was just like is this what i want to do and then like um and then i was like saying no i want to be able to do something more with content and then like i started taking classes on like 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 creation classes and all that just so i can get like ideas in my head and then along the way like i also met with other people that has the same mindset too um but i also don't know if i want to make the same type of content as they do because it's just like oh yeah here i'm going to talk about the the coronavirus and all that and it's like i feel like there's too many people doing that right now so it's just like like i want to make something that's other than gaming content too and I just don't know what that is, right? And I think, uh, but I'll I'll get into that later. But right, uh, right now, this year, it's just, it's just been a whole lot of. It, it was just crazy to the point where I just want next year to be very boring. That's how I feel. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Like, do you, when you say boring, do you mean kind of like? 
And let me air, put air quotes around this. You mean like back to normal or are you just like, you mean you'd prefer just not to have like a bunch of things happening because what yeah, if I just don't positive? want a lot of things happening next year. Ah, what if they're all positive? I still don't want a lot of things happening. It's just like, you know, I just want to, I just ha- I want my brain to just relax, you know, about like, like, okay, here's this happening. Here's this happening. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Like, I know it's a good thing, but then like, I just want to relax. You sound like you need to meditate. <laughs> that might help actually. Yeah. It's a good idea. Um, um, like specifically like, so, so for this year, would you call it like for you, um, a good year creatively it's more like good year to or a lot of reflection creatively yeah 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 okay. and also like you know like I, I i also trying to get over like you know the whole spotlight effect in real life especially around my family kind of thing too right so Okay. And I've talked about this before, and I might actually talk about it in a video or something because that's what these, uh, you know, the teachers and my classmates told me to do. They say like, maybe that that's what you need to do is just talk about that in the video. And I was like saying, yeah, maybe you're right. Well, I mean, I guess I'll ask you this. Do you feel like, would you possibly be able to say that it was a positive year then considering like it was a year where there was a lot of reflection? So maybe it, Maybe it helped you in terms of finding more direction that you might not have had last year. Yeah, that's yeah. I'll I'll say when it comes to that, yeah. But when it comes to like world events, it'll show sure. Like, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Lady Infamous? How was your year? Oh, um, a little bit of everything. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, some things were good. Some things. Some things in change, and I just and things that I just allow this year. Um, ooh, this is a tough question for me. I, I didn't even think about it. Um, okay, well, let's start with this. How do you feel like it went for you as a content creator? I think it went well. My numbers grew from last year, and I'm proud of that. I wish they were big. I wish they were more, but I can't force the process of it. Um, I'm being a little more relaxed when I do my streams. Um, a little more confident in front of the camera, which I did not have last year, which is good. I try to put out a schedule with my videos on YouTube so I don't feel so it doesn't be stagnant or have one video like two months and stuff like that. Um, The, the Rona taught me, like, it taught me a lot. It taught me, like, more of what I needed to learn or relearn, you know. Um, you, you, think, you think about things and you do things that you don't realize that you're doing until you actually sit down and think about what you're doing. If you get what I'm saying? Um, Can you give us an example? Yeah, welcome <laughs> to my world. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't give an example. Oh my god. Oh. People make mistakes. Maybe you can come back to it later. Uh, I, no, I don't want to get too personal with it. I, but just... Well, I mean, okay, so is this an example? We do, we record a podcast, and we had talked about the idea of, like, whether or not you go back and listen to the podcast to kind of try to figure out what you could do better. 
Is it kind of like that where you, you actually like sit down and think about things and you recognize if you don't think about them, you might miss them. But if you do think about them, if you pay attention to them, yeah. you might recognize where you could be improving or doing better. That yes, kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. Because usually before Rona, you know, I'm doing, I'm here, I'm out and about, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Now you sit and put, and I'm looking at the actions that I'm doing and I'm like, yeah, lady, you should never said that. Or, yeah, lady, you should never done that. You know what I'm saying? Is this like generally in life or is it in a specific area of life? Or... Generally. Generally? Oh, okay. uh, the feeling of regret? No, nah, I don't regret nothing. Well, you said you shouldn't <laughs> have said that. That's a, that's a sign of regret. Well, it might be more like what you were saying with self-reflection. Yeah. Where you're just kind of like thinking about it and like, oh, maybe I could have done this better. I wouldn't regret the decisions that I, that I made, but I do reflect on them to know I can acknowledge a fuck up. I can acknowledge if I did something wrong or... If I made somebody, if I hurt somebody's feelings or I made somebody uncomfortable or if I offended someone, you know, um, I didn't really pay attention to that last year. I didn't give a fuck what came out my mouth. <laughs> so I, so I learned about perspective, uh, other people's perspective. That's like the most important thing I learned. I learned other people's perspective and get myself out of my body and how I feel about certain situations and think about it from their perspective and learning and helping other people understand minds as well. Cause sometimes I be off the rail sometimes, but if I just slow down and think what I say and be direct with people, I can get my point across, you know, um, I've been cooking more, which is not totally bad. Um, I still can't bake. You said it's not totally bad. That's not just a good thing because for you? I can't bake. I want to be all around, all around. <laughs> well, well, you say you you can't bake, but like I can't I, bake. I, I can't bake. Well, I, I haven't seen anything you bake, but the f fucking food that I've seen pictures that you've made look fantastic. I know. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, isn't that the self reflection thing? Or you're like, okay, maybe I'm not great at this, so like, that's something I could work on. I I I just love. I just love. I think about people and then I make food. That's how I do it. If it, it was just me, I'm going to go get some freeze, some, some, some from the freezer and pop it in the air fryer. But if it was like, okay, if I want to think if I inspiration comes from my inspiration, the, when it comes to my creative shit comes from other people. So if you see a food that's usually that I post up nine out of 10 times, it's inspired by somebody. Um, so do you feel like that happened a lot in 2020? Like people were inspiring you to kind of try new recipes or something? Not like, just new recipes, just new stuff. Stuff that I had, stuff. stuff I hadn't done. Stuff that I was too scared or too intimidated to do. Like, I didn't know I could get a passport. I finally had the money for it. I was like, you know what? This when that first round of checks came in. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't know when I'm going somewhere, but I'm going to go get this passport now or set up, have my bank account to the point that I'm, I ain't struggling. I'm not struggling. And I noticed people that was frivolous with their, with their monies, with their unemployments. And I, and I saw that and I was like, I, I can't be that way. So I learned how to like budget my money, make sure I got the things that I needed, that I needed because usually last year I got everything I wanted. 
and I got what I, and I did what I needed to do. But now since I'm not working as much, I have in, I'm sorry, in some ways, um, I'm, I learned sometimes I'm okay. I, I will, in some situations I was an emotional wreck and I have to learn to overcome that with certain situations. And I think it's just a balanced thing for me because even though I achieve things, I still have things that I have to improve. That's what's most important from what I got from me. Um, I know I have the potential to do great and amazing things if I set my mind to it. But then on the other hand, I'm like, lady, you still need to learn some shit. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay that I, I can catch an L. You know what I'm saying? It's not about like, it's not catching the L is what do you do after you catch the L, you know? And I'm, I'm okay. I, my, my podcast has been great. Um, girl woman gaming has been great. I think we've been doing good as a group, as a, as a podcast. I think we're learning each other's mannerisms and, you know, respecting people's boundaries and stuff like that. I think that's cool as well. Um, I'm a company owner. I would never thought in a million years that I would own a company. And, uh, so it's, it's more, I want to say bittersweet. I would say more of a balance and, uh, you got to take the bitter with the sweet. You got to take, you got to take both of them to really appreciate what's going on with you and around you. Okay. Well, what I would say about my 2020 is like, honestly, I'm, I, there's no way I could call this a good year, but I also couldn't call this a bad year. Um, there's like a lot of, obviously there's a lot of negative stuff that happened. Well, negative, we'll say bad, not necessarily like negative. Cause there could be positive benefits to these things happening. But you know, like we said, like the protests, like, you know, we had like the election and all the chaos leading up to that. Like we had the pandemic. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, there's, there's positives to it. Um, thankfully nobody that I know, you know, got COVID-19 and, you know, obviously thankfully no one like that I know passed away or anything like that, but I do know people who that happened to. So like I said, kind of like lady infamous was saying bittersweet. Um, but you know, there were also like, again, like I said, the being, you know, having to work from home was definitely a positive for me. So that's one of those things that like a lot of people, probably wouldn't make the same claim as me because a lot of people didn't imp it impacted them way more than it impacted me. I got lucky enough that I still got paid. Um, I got to do like more content creation. So that was good. I don't, I didn't really see like much of a, much of any change in terms of like viewership or anything like that in my content creation. So that's kind of like, that's not the most amazing thing, but I'm still happy to have been doing it and kind of keeping my feet in the water versus kind of stepping out. Um, got my new car like there's all like i got to travel a couple of times even though travel has been relatively like restrictive um like to you know for example to see my brother get married um so there, there was like a lot of good in this year to me to go along with a lot of bad in this year so i wouldn't necessarily say it's a terrible year but um also i'm not gonna be you know i'm not gonna walk around acting like 2020 was like you know it was my year <laughs> it was the year unsheathed or anything like that um but overall i think it was like i think for me i would say at least 
it, it might have been more positive than negative. I think like as I look back, I don't think of all these really major negative things happening to me or anything like that. I kind of remember lots of gaming, lots of like checking out um, gaming announcements like, uh, you know, online events and stuff like that. Being able to hang out with like my small group of people, you know, so that I still had some social activity when, you know, we were all restricted or whatever. Um, so it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Um, like it, it just kind of, I just would have hoped, well, I would have wished, you know, at the beginning of the year that it could have gone like a lot better. Cause there were some things that were kind of frustrating. Like, you know, I was supposed to go to a music, some music festivals. Uh, you know, there was stuff like Evo and like E3 and all that stuff. They got like canceled and, you know, it was just kind of like a lot of that stuff was sort of, you know, it, it made you feel bad a little bit. It made you a little bit depressed or late, made a little bit disappointed. But um, so I wish it could have gone better. But still, overall, it was all right. Um, so that being said, like, I guess to round it out, is there what do you guys think you're looking forward to in 2021? And that doesn't have to be anything specific. If you have specifics, if you want to say I'm looking forward to this game or this thing or you have something in your life that you already know is going to happen in 2021, that's great. But you'd also just generally say, what do you like? What are your hopes for for next year? Um, let's start with Sharpie. For me, I, you know, I think like I want to get more. I want to deal with a lot of my personal block that I'm dealing with, like personally. And hopefully I'll be able to get over that on top of, you know, not being, you know, actively judged by people in this uh that's living under the same roof so there's so sorry that. just so i have clarification i might have, i don't think i heard you properly you said you want to deal with some of your personal what like personal mental blocks oh blocks okay yeah. got you yeah so there's that and then like maybe uh, i think i feel like that's like my major bottleneck of keeping me from actually making anything um um, creation wise because I have a, I have a lot of these like ideas that I want to like bring out and I mean some ideas is like require like a huge ass budget um, but like when I mean huge ass budget like millions of dollars worth of budget but yeah good luck dude yeah I know that I know that's <laughs> not gonna happen like but then like I know that's not gonna happen if I don't even get past this first step right sure so, sure um like it could be years from now and then like I, I just have like you know, like I have, like, I just think of like the, all this cool things I can possibly do because I have like this imagination that I sometimes have. I'm like saying, you know, that would be cool if you can do this and that and that, like, 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 uh, in a video and all that. And then like, I just can't get that to fruition because like, I maybe think like that, like that part, I'm probably thinking like way too far ahead without thinking like what I can do now. Um, and yeah, that's, and possibly actually play and finish the games that I already have because luckily, even <laughs> though the Steam sales is happening now, and like the or I will say the winter sales are happening now in all all these platforms, like I feel like none of us are really buying these games. So yeah, so you want to make it through your current library, or yeah, you pretty just much have like certain games yeah. you want to finish, or yeah make it through like the current library that of the games that I want to finish. All the ones you want to yeah, play, play, not just finish, everything. Yeah. yeah. Got you. 
any kind of like personal life goals or anything like that that you want to kind of explore next year? I know you. Um, yeah, mostly mostly that. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly okay. what I just said, and then like hopefully that 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 big bottleneck that I'm having when it comes to like my mental block is just like will get me rolling. Yeah. Cool. Okay. What about you, Zeldrick? Um, I guess I actually will tag on to the um finishing that like that library of games that I have that I've not touched but I still want to play. Um, and uh, something I'm looking forward to is quite honestly the fact that I don't know any games that are releasing in the next four months. <laughs> it seems like it's kind of like a dry spell. I mean, people could start yelling at me like, this comes out and this comes out and this comes out, but it's just like, yeah, but how much do I actually want to play it right away sort of thing? And how much am I just like, I could just watch it instead. I'd rather that sort of thing. Um and uh, so, like, I have, like, a good chunk of games that I, um, I'm i wanting to get through. Plus, that also means that, like, I'll be able to do retro games at some point in the near future. Um, which, like, part of that is um, some games that I've already beaten. Uh, one game that I've played as a kid, but I never beat. Um, and then because uh there's some there's some sort of talk there was i think a news article within the past month or so about metroid prime 4 like i just i want to go through most of the metroid series and um just go through straight shot each one bam bam and kind of just get through it um but the fact that like i've had so much fun with every single metroid game that i've ever played i really want to just play all the way through um the ones that i played and um and also a couple of them that i that i never played like super metroid and metroid 2 um so i'm kind of excited the to be able to get to games that i've never played plus um the games that i've never played and the games that because i feel like we're coming into like some sort of dry spell when it comes to games um getting to the yakuza series and yakuza 7 um, and it tie that ties into a friend of mine uh, that wants to do some sort of content creation and stuff like that, and um, like that is something that uh, I'm hoping to tackle with him too. Kind of like do a um, do a collab sort of thing, um, doing co-op streams, having him on call, and like we'll just shoot the shit and talk that sort of thing. Um, he also wants to do his own type of like podcast and um uh do some stuff about uh about video game music and and everything so um just within the first third of this year it's just i'll be able to take care of a lot um game wise anyways um and the other thing being is um a lot of this year has a, a bunch of ifs and maybes and it kind of all depends on uh, what classes I'll be able to get this year. But also, if um, if I'm going to be moving this year, um, I may not be in California this year. Um, just depends on how. Again, the first third of this of this new year is going to treat me. And um, I uh, 
I might be in a better place. Uh, I might have ex- like a lot better internet <laughs> too. Um, but uh, the best case scenario is that I do get to move. Um, the worst case scenario is that I'm still working on moving. I'm still in the same place. And um, that's that's kind of it. I mean, I don't really have... It seems like I don't really have much that's I'm looking forward to next year. Um, but uh, if I could actually nail one thing specific video game wise, I mean, not really streaming, but like what I'm looking forward to is I'm looking forward to see the new Guilty Gear the in april yeah in april i was gonna say that's the one game that i know is coming out in the next four months <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. super excited to see how that game turn i'm i'm more i'm excited to see the hopefully we get a new beta uh, another beta test with the um with the supposed rollback net code that's supposed to, to come with it um and i i cross my fingers that we do get that um that beta test um, cause that pretty much makes or breaks that game. And if it does have it and it does, and it does play well, then I may get a new guilty gear game. I may, but, um, um, but that's like the one game I'm definitely so excited to see and to watch and to see tournaments of, um, and I guess the other thing is that, uh, because, um, I've, um, been waiting on, uh, the next month, the new month, to be able to start downloading stuff again. I was going to do it at the beginning of this month, um, but Cyberpunk happened and other games happened. But um, I'm going to be re-downloading Killer Instinct again, and I want to get into fighting games. And hope- You know it's cross-play, right? I do. Cross-play? Cross yeah. Yes. Well, I, I do have it on Windows 10, so it's more like that I have more crossplay well the only crossplay that matters in that regard is that ranked with xbox and windows 10 as crossplay steam has their own um but either way like casual matches and stuff it's all crossplay all around and i'm really i'm gonna download it and i want to get some games in with you guys so that way i can see again how much i suck at fighting games and i and i want to learn <laughs> i want to learn at fighting games Nice. Okay. So what about you, Lady Infamous? What are you looking forward to in 2021? Um, content creation-wise, um, nothing not, not nothing too drastic. I'm, I'm not worried about the games that's coming out next year or within the next four months right now. Um, 2020 taught me not to be overhyped about games. So if it come, when it comes out, it comes out. Um, be, continue to be more consistent with my streams and my videos. Um, personally, I would like to go back to school. I I want to advance my education so I can get me a, a better job so I can prepare myself to have a foundation for my future, if that makes sense. Um, At sometimes, at some points in my life, I feel stagnant, and when I'm too comfortable somewhere or something, I tend not to progress. And in order for me to progress, I will have to not be stagnant, which means making, doing moves and taking risks. So, 
I would like to further my education, e even though it will be at the expense of streaming. I can't, I can't go to, I can't go to school and stream five days a week. I can't do that if I, when I decide to go. Um, learning how to appreciate people that appreciate me. Um, I feel that 2020, I feel that certain people, uh, doesn't appreciate things uh personally me I feel like people who I feel like certain people have not appreciated me as much as I appreciate them and I will learn how to separate those feelings you know so if you y'all out here treating me like a yellow starburst cool beans I'm I will distance myself to those type of people and situations and the people that been supporting and helpful with me in every matter of my life and every step of the way, I will take more time to appreciate what the things that they do. Um, but I'm with Zeldrick here, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. California ain't looking too hot right now. It ain't looking too hot right now. And for me that I don't have any kids and, and I'm not in a relationship, I don't have a, I, I really don't have a reason to like, stay you know I can move I can get up and go um also another another goal I, I got my passport I gotta get my first stamp if if wrong I don't as soon as we can be able to travel like we used to which we won't but when we have a chance to be able to travel I gotta get my first stamp if and hopefully I've been looking at some spots. I've been looking at Mexico. I've been looking at the Bahamas because Japan is, they don't close the border up. They're not fucking with nobody. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's the truth. Japan is not fucking with nobody right now. So I'm looking at the Caribbean. I'm looking at Mexico because I want my first stamp. I got my passport. It's all fresh and clean. It's not wrinkled. I need that first stamp. So that's a goal as well. You know, and, uh, and being more optimistic and, being like, okay, don't let, uh, the universe will not give you something that you personally cannot handle. I, I, I truly believe that. I truly believe that. So I trust me, I, I went through my, my, my downs too this year, but I always told myself, well, you know what, lady, the universe is not going to give you something you can't handle. So I try to think about it like that. And I try to put my best foot forward. Now, I ain't out here a saint. I'm not a saint, but I know that I grown so much as a person this year and I can grow better as a person next year. That are my hopes. So do you, in general, you feel like you have a, your plan is to kind of execute on all that kind of stuff? Is that what you're looking forward to? Is that opportunity? Yeah, because, uh, you know, execution, I can, I can think of, I can think good ideas all day long. But me executing those ideas, it's it's a work in progress. So yeah, of course it is with I'm, everybody. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, okay, I want to go back to school and I want to go back to school for tech. But what? And if I'm gonna, you know, spend money and get more into debt trying to get my education on, I got to make sure that what I pick is what I want. Um. I love food. I love food service, but I've been doing food service for damn near 20 years. I want to do something different. I want something to challenge me. So, and I think tech is going to be like 
the the wave, the future. Um, I think that me preparing myself to get a better job means a better education, better living situation. I can be able to have my own place in my own car and, you know, stuff that grown people have, you know, I've been screaming that all year long. So those are my goals. Nice. Um, for me personally, I think, well, one to kind of, kind of co-op what Zeldrick was saying a little bit. I think I'm looking forward to, I mean, I kind of looking forward to this every year is like the unknown. So, um, it's kind of along the lines of what you were saying where you're like, I don't know what games are coming. I love like the, to not know, and then just, you know, have somebody drop something on me that I'm super excited about. So the fact that I don't have like a, along the same lines as you, I don't have this, uh, this list of games that I know are coming soon. Um, it's actually pretty cool. I like it because I like the, I like that unknown of it. Um, I'm also looking forward to, uh, I mean, I'm hoping because of the vaccine that travel will be able to get back to normal in some fashion. Um, I know it's, it seems like, it's, I think it's kind of starting to get there. Um, I already have one trip scheduled for like Hawaii. And like, I looked up on, on like the website and they were saying that, you know, you just have to get tested before you go like a week in advance. So seems like there's, seems like it's starting to at least move back in the direction of, you know, people being able to travel with some sort of normalcy again. So I'm looking forward to that getting back to normal. Cause kind of like lady infamous, I want to do at least one international trip. That was what I used to do a couple years back before everything kind of got all weird. Um, so looking forward to get back to getting back to that. Um, really I'm kind of looking forward to sort of honestly putting a bunch of time into again, the same thing as Sharpie was saying, I guess maybe I'll put it a different way, but it's kind of the same thing, kind of finding my voice in terms of content creation, meaning like finding the type of content that I want to create versus, you know, just putting stuff out there. Cause I feel like now I just kind of play games and talk and put stuff out there. But I think, you know, when I say my voice, I mean, there's, there's some kind of, you know, content that I want to make where, you know, I get to show who I am and show my personality and stuff like that in, you know, in speak my voice in whatever I'm doing. And I think I just haven't figured out what that is yet. So, um, I'm kind of a fan of the process in general. So I'm looking forward to just kind of like putting an effort to figure that out and hopefully getting to that point. And then just in general, like, um, I kind of hope that, yeah, again, I hope it's not like 2020 where there's just like this influx of negative things happening. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing like how the world can change in a positive fashion. Cause I think there's been a lot of things this year that um, we've been kind of stressing about, or ha we have had some anxiety about because of like the negative state that they've been in. And I think that because of some of the things that happened this year, um, we've seen actually a lot of moves towards, you know, a more positive direction. So I'm kind of actually like looking forward to see, you know, how things can be hopefully life and, you know, basically everything, life, politics, all this kind of stuff can be like hopefully better than it was before based on like, you know, the world kind of reacting to how negatively things went this year. So, um, but other than that, like, like I said, in gaming, just kind of like looking forward to random, like cool content, random new announcements and like, random new games that come out. I think I've been a really big fan of like the indie space in the last year or so, because 
I think there's a lot of stuff that kind of has come out that I play it and I'm like, oh, that was great. I love that. It was amazing. And I would have not known that because, you know, they don't necessarily get the, uh, they don't get the press that like the bigger AAA games get and stuff like that. So, um, it'd be cool. I'm looking forward to whatever new indie games I can find next year. Um, and just kind of gaming in general. I love gaming. So I'm sure it'll be just as fun or more fun in 2021 as it was in 2020. So, but yeah, that's about it for me. Um, and I think that's about it for our, uh, our 2020 wrap up. Um, you guys want to let everybody know what your socials are. I'll start with, uh, lady infamous. Thank you everybody for coming through and watching our show. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, send us a little feedback. We really appreciate it. Um, I think this week we might do a star Wars fallen order and definitely some cyberpunk. We're about to be OP in that game. Um, you can check me out at, uh, on Twitch lady underscore four one five. And, uh, thank you again for joining us today. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I've, I don't know what the hell I'm doing this week. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I have no plan for what games I'm going to play, but, um, I play a lot. I'm a variety streamer, so I play a lot of different stuff. Uh, it, if you want to just check out to see what I'm doing, whatever that is, just come find me at Twitch at twitch.tv slash unsheathed P. You can find me on YouTube at unsheathed productions, where I just kind of like post gameplay videos of uh, stuff that I've played is again, similar kind of thing is kind of random, but um, just come check me out. Say hi. Say hi. Uh, you can uh, catch me on Twitter and on Twitch at Zeldrick. And um, this next week, uh, it's a little bit open, uh, open in the air for, um, the middle of the week. I'm not sure what I'm doing for, um, for, uh, New Year's Eve and stuff. Um, I think I'm just gonna, like, just take that night off, um, and hang out with some friends and, uh, just see where things happen, what happens. Um, but, uh, you may find me with um, either Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Cyberpunk, um, or uh, more Bayonetta, actually. I played that earlier today, and it was a lot of fun. And it's also a quick game, too. Um, and uh, it, I'll have like a, a more structured schedule. I, I actually do have a more ske structured schedule, and it's been more regular. Um, usually uh, in the afternoons at the end of the week, later at night in the beginning of the week. So, uh, and I post my schedule every Sunday or uh, Sunday night or Monday morning. All right. And then for me, you can find me on tw twitch.tv slash J Sharpie. And then you can find me on YouTube at J Sharpie. Just look for the live one. If, if you want, if you want to see me live <laughs> there. Um, and I don't know exactly what I will be doing, but I know that I started playing, um what was it again oh yeah i started playing dragon quest but that's off stream but i also started uh, oh yeah i was playing doom and then I, i'm going to continue playing that on stream and um i started playing monster train off stream so i want to i might i might do a little short one on uh like on stream i, I don't know exactly how it's how that's going to go but I, but then again you know i have like I said, I'm gonna. I have like this list of games I want to actually 
finish playing. So, was it called Monster Train? Monster Train, yeah. It, it was it, oh, like okay. I wanted to get that on uh, Steam at some point, but then like I was like, oh, it's also on Game Pass. So I was like, oh, cool. I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> so, so nice. I I got so there there was that. But anyways, yeah, uh, yeah, that 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 is it for me. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please, 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 please like favorite, subscribe, whatever platform you're listening to on. It only takes two seconds, maybe not even two seconds to do so, especially if you're on a mobile device. Just tap on that like button. If you got friends that like these diverse gaming conversations, share the podcast with your friends too. See you guys next week.